I got I got lucky. I got lucky. That's for you sure. got lucky, but at the same time, you worked hard for it. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah he's done the calculation. <laughs> what? Oh shit! I'm so happy for you, dude. When Vince told me you hit it big, I was like stacking this big. But yeah, guys. So this is episode. 52 have one of my close friends Patrick on um, He's from San Francisco met him dude. I was looking at the footage of the boxing clips We're gonna look at the boxing <laughs> clips of you teaching me boxing Pat. Um, that was 2018 October Yeah, that was a while ago. dude, that's three years. I, I was gonna say I two know. but it's 2021 now three years ago Yeah, Pat. yeah <laughs> I know, just one class too. <laughs> I know, I know. We did like two, we did like two or three, I remember now, yeah. Remembering, I, I first met you when I was thinking, I was tagging along with Vincent, he was getting a haircut, and then he mm-hmm. took out Raymond to lunch, and then you were there as well. I was a bit confused of who was who, because there was all these people. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's when I first met you, Pat. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, a lot of Ch- us Chinese Asian people in China. It was in Chinatown, I remember. It was, it was, and then yeah. <laughs> I think I remember like um, I, tr- I had to like so like when I first came there for some reason I was just like this kid and I was like letting Vince like pay for everything because I like it was like bawling. I was this poor kid, and then Vince was like, "Yo, you're like you need to start like you know you can't live for free." So that was like the first time I was all right let me get lunch for everyone and it was like a big a lot of people I remember because yeah Vince like was like yo like if if you want people to like you you're gonna have to start like you know if someone gets you lunch you have to get them back so that's when I started doing that and yeah I think that's that's the first thing I remember and I was talking to you a bit you're sitting directly opposite of me Pat um, yeah. And then I was like still a bit confused. I didn't know what a HR, what a recruiter was. Oh, I didn't yeah, know yeah. that companies have people that just recruit. Um, but <laughs> that's my recollection of our first meeting. Okay, yeah. Um, let me start off with like, how I met Andy then. So, I, so actually I didn't know Andy was in town or anything like that until I met Andy in, this, in Chinatown with his uh, mentor Vince, which is my really good friend. Um, we, yeah, I just, I just got a haircut, um, saw Andy in, um, saw Andy in Chinatown. We met with his good friend who was my, who was my barber at the time, Raymond as well. Um, yeah, we ate lunch at this Taiwanese restaurant. I forgot what it was called, but yeah, you know, Andy was, uh, he, he, yeah, Andy was, uh, I, I, I knew like, uh, they told me that he was like, did a lot of drop shipping back then. And, uh, and now Andy's kind of killing it from what I've, I've seen. So I'm really happy that Andy, you know, Andy kind of found his way. Um, but yeah, like I met Andy and then basically Vince is, Vince is like a good friend of ours who's, he's also a, a brother to me too, as well as like Andy's mentor slash big brother. Um, but Vince also is like a really good friend and also a good, you know, mentor for me too. Um, you know, when it comes to like financially and, um, just things like that. Um, he's basically kind of like the operations risk taker and we, and I kind of just follow Andy, Andy kind of just found his own way with it himself too, which I'm very happy for Andy, you know, he doesn't go through the whole traditional route because, you know, even though, it, and it's a good thing, you know, it's, I'm, I'm happy to see how Andy turned out and he's able to basically, um, what impressed me about Andy, like just hearing about him, I was like, wow, uh, at age 18, you know, he's just doing pretty well for himself, you know, I forgot how much money you're making Andy at the time, but, you know, it wasn't even about the money, it was more about like, you know, you just, you just had the guts to really go out there, try out things, no one has... No one really, no one, everyone's pretty scared of doing. Like, you took the action. I was really proud of it. So, yeah, I was pretty impressed when I first met Andy um, and heard about what he's been doing. Um, but, yeah, you know, we kind of met there. And then, um, you know, we, uh, after that, you know, um, I think, yeah, we just set, we just got, we just kept kicking it a little bit more um, during his time. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, and then um, Andy's kind of mentioning about boxing lessons. So, yeah, Vince. He's a funny guy. He um he he basically told Andy. I think Andy, cause Andy is still kind of a kid, so uh, he's all like, "Andy, you see, learn how to get punched in the face, stuff like that." And then I was like, "All right, well, you know, I fought. I've been doing martial arts for a long time." Um, and then uh, I was teaching a student too back then. I was like, "Okay, well, he's kind of at a at a basic level too, so I'm sure they could like you know spar a bit." So. And I'm sure, you know, they had fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. But then that's basically it. Uh, so that's kind of my short story of meeting Andy. We could go a little bit more into details later. Um, but 
my my background um, is in general. I'm in. Uh, I currently work in recruiting in a tech. So, um, if you do or do not know, uh, there's recruiting an agency where people actually really start in recruiting. Uh, we call like Aerotech. Um, there's like man, I forgot all these things, but Aerotech's pretty popular. Um, but basically, there's a lot of like there's agency, there's in-house. I started in-house, which is basically you work for a company. And then um, you just help try to build out the company's recruiting team. Agency, you get paid more of a commission, and then you kind of get clients from different companies, things like that. Um, and uh, yeah, it's basically like very like quick sales and just you know get the money out, get the money, keep the client, or maybe you move on to a different client as well. So there's like Randstad, Aerotech, all those sort of t- themes. But then I work at a company called back then. Um, uh, my job was currently was formerly we call a recruiting coordinator. Um, so basically what I did was I scheduled a lot of, uh, you know, literally schedule a lot of the candidates to come on, to come on site or, um, you know, schedule random meetings here and there. So, yeah. So like back in 2014 ish, um, I got into it, uh, randomly really, um, no one actually grows up wanting to become a recruiter first of all. Um, and secondly, they said they did maybe because maybe their family was in it or maybe, you know, so, you know, there's somehow, somehow people stumble into it. It's not like a traditional job, like how, you know, Andy does drop shipping and stuff like that. Um, so <laughs> it's not a traditional path either. Um, so basically I kind of got into that after college and then went to China, just trying to figure out what to do with my life. Um, and you know, we have Asian parents too. So that's kind of a little bit of a push. Um, I found this type of job through, um, a connection. Um, basically they knew the director of recruiting at the time. At, well, he's still there. Sorry. He, now he's like a VP or whatever it is. Um, so basically, you know, I kind of just reached out to him and, um, you know, I kind of bugged him a lot to give me a chance. So, you know, I start off being a recruiting coordinator you know, start scheduling some jobs. And then after that, I kind of got used to the field. And then, um, then I, then, you know, I kind of had to really beg to really get into this position we call sourcing at, at, uh, the company. So recruiting and sourcing, that's another topic I could get into. Um, so quick, quick story, just quick nutshell. Sourcing is basically, you're just trying to find passive candidates or active candidates that apply to get into the company, basically trying to find the right people for the company um you know we could talk about the challenges that go behind it but that's just a general idea so you know after that usually you'll just pass on to recruiter recruiter basically connects with a candidate closes and stuff like that and uh, also recruiters as well they could there's a full cycle they could uh, find candidates and close or they could get from a sourcer and get a candidate from there um but yeah that's basically the general idea how i got into it and then now and after i move into backstore kind of more of a communications company, um, kind of like you could kind of like Skype in a way, um, but for businesses, for enterprises, um, things like that. Uh, a lot of sales agents use it and it's a, a, technically a lot cheaper. And, the, and then you could use like, you know, video, messenger, um, kind of things like Slack that, that they acquired. So they have those type of technologies. And then I kind of like, you know, I moved on from there to working which is a totally different industry in the gaming world, not necessarily gaming. I started becoming, you know, doing sourcing as a job there. I did, and then I went to do the full cycle recruiting. And then, yeah, I, I, and I started managing a team. Then I went back to actually just being, not being a manager anymore. Um, but yeah, that's a nutshell of my history. Um, if, yeah, you guys have any like questions or anything like that, I could get more into it. But uh, yeah, that's a general nutshell about myself. <laughs> that's awesome, Pat. I think. It's like really cool to like, I rarely get to see this side of you where you just nerd out and you're like really technical. It's like, oh, this is like Pat's like sort of um, different side. I think cause like as you wear hanging, we just goof around. So it's really, really cool to, this, <laughs> to see this side of you. But um, one thing that really surprised me was for, for this whole time, for some reason, I thought you just sort of like got in and just sort of easily climbed the ranks. But what you tell me it actually took work you have to sort of really follow up sort of had to really yeah. sort of like get their attention and you really worked yeah. your way up it wasn't just easy tell me what what tactics did you use was it just like following up or like what do you mean by like sort of like bug them do you mean like you mean like how i got my job or do you mean like yeah how, both. how you got your job okay. then how you got into sourcing 
Okay. And how you sort of had to beg to get those positions. Not beg, but like you had to like really follow up. I'm curious what that means. Okay. It's, it's like in finance, as you do, you know, you go on LinkedIn, you find people, you make a connection and you keep bugging them, yeah. right? Like, yeah, is that what you did or like the strategies, et cetera? Okay, got you. So, no, so the, uh, luckily I had a connection to help me uh, connect with the, the uh, director of talent back then. So after I met him one time, I got his number and I kept bugging him every freaking day until he got so tired of me. He's like, Patrick, just come in. I woke up one day and he's like, and my message, I see my message, Patrick, just come in. Like, oh shit. So I went in, I dressed like, oh, I think I had 30, I literally had like one hour to get ready because I just woke up and I saw like, oh shit. So I got ready, just went in there and then uh, basically the guy's like, all right, you got the job. <laughs> like, <"Wow."> shit. <laughs> and just let so you know, and just let so you know, this job, I was just only, even, I, I didn't care at that point because I was just looking for something to get my foot in the door. I, I didn't care what it was. I didn't care to pay. But guess how much I got paid? Oh, um, 40K? $11 an hour. Whoa! How old were you at the time, Pat? I was uh, 24, 25. And then what was the position? I was just doing coordinator. I was just I was just coordinating schedules and oh, um, wow. the actual actual actually people get paid a good twenty five to thirty starting out and then and then you know inflation happens right so now it, it's like thirty five to forty five. And then Pat, were you bugging a bunch of people or just that one person for just some that reason? One. Like, oh, like he, I had that connection and then uh, because like. I was lost, man. Like I, um, you know, I was like, oh, me and one do procurement because I like supply shit. You know, you know, you know, hanging with Vince, you see how he does all the yeah. supply shit. Yeah. So I was like, oh, maybe I got, I could get into that. But then, um, but then the guy's like, he's a recruit. The guy's like a director of talent. Like, I'm so stupid. I just asked him to be in his team. <laughs> you know, like, duh, <laughs> right? Yeah. So um, that's kind of what happened. So you know, I just took it as an internship to more so learn than anything and then um i was getting paid i wasn't getting paid that much for the pet for like one two years like i was getting paid 11 to 15 dollars just doing that and then, <laughs> and, and, then uh, and how long did you how long did you stay in that role for with that pay because um, like i don't know what at that time was that like the minimum wage you know because i'm i'm very unsure as to uh, minimum, minimum wage. wage in the bay area is uh 15 dollars Wow. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. Insane. But then I didn't care. I didn't care at that point. I was like, I just need something. <laughs> um, but then, uh, yeah, but I stayed at that role as a coordinator for a good six months. And then I jumped into more of a recruiting, like technical sourcer role. But I was kind of lucky because, um, you know, it's kind of mixed up a recruiting for and a sourcer. Um, so basically, you know, I, I started like getting away and I was getting away from those coordinator again to more sourcing. And honestly, it took me like literally. I had no direction because uh, like basically I was just there to they then they kind of like expected me to just pick things up and you know luckily I didn't get fired but uh, <laughs> I, I got yelled at I got you know like the guy I got shooed out every day like damn I got my mentor chewed me out man like he you know because like when you're out of college you, you assume you got a degree you're like oh shit you know I'm, I'm you know everyone has that entitlement right I had it too you know everyone's all like okay well I got a degree, I, you know, I, I can make something myself, right? Like everyone's special, right? So I had that mindset too. So I had that mentor, he, I think he saw it too. And then, um, you know, it took me like a year to really, and I never really worked that much before, to be honest with you guys. Like I, I, I wasn't not saying I was born in a silver platter or anything, but I didn't have to like pay for like, um, I don't, I didn't have debt. I didn't have any of those stuff, but so I had to, you know, I had to, you know, pay my dues, right? Um, so basically, um, yeah, it was a tough year. <laughs> it was a tough year. Not going to lie, guys. It was a tough year. And, and then even I didn't, and actually, you know, even having that money, like, it didn't matter because it brought a lot of character out because I had a tough guy agency style, like set up sales. Like he, I trained to be quick, trying to be fast. Like I had to sharpen up really quick. Yeah. And you never met me before I, before, um, yeah. Yeah, you never met me when I was like around twenty four. Like I, my brain, I was I was a total, I was totally uh, not as sharp. <laughs> I was definitely you know you you guys are a lot sharper than me at your age. Uh, I just got lucky. I got lucky. <laughs> yeah. No, but in saying that, like you can say that you weren't sharp at all, but at the same time, what you can't teach people is you know you can like we talked about it so many times in our podcast and previous episodes. Yeah. You can you can you can teach people 
book smarts and you know like exactly. you know you can learn all this stuff in uni but you know the dedication the drive the commitment to like you know go out get that role for yourself bug that person yeah. not no, no one else is going to do that no one else is going to yeah. be willing to put in those hard yards to get to that level and you know i i personally i would from a third party looking in i see and i, and I put it and i attribute it to like the survival asian instinct mentality or the immigrant mentality well for me anyway that's what i see in terms of the drive the commitment etc but props to you for being able to you know go through all that because it's like i'm thinking about it now i'm like god damn man like i it would have fried <laughs> it would have fried my brain like surely there would have been time yeah. when you're like like you know yeah, just like, yeah. and then uh, just, and also you guys know working in tech is like it's all about one is connections two is degrees and, uh, and for my field too, it's, you know, to get from, because usually I didn't go to traditional path. I went through more of like networking path. Um, but then usually people will go through an agency. They get pretty grilled really hard in agency, a good one, two years at well. It's a very, it's a very grindy experience. I, I kind of had, I kind of felt it too when I was, because the guy who trained me was from an agency basically. And he, and he just told me how lucky I was. And then I didn't realize it until like, you know, after after i after i quit the, the first job and i kind of realized like oh i had it pretty good stuff like that as well and then um because i then i because i took a new job after that and then you know that job didn't really work out so i didn't you know i was just let go and then i went to after that too but then you don't really realize these things until you know you lose something <laughs> so um but yeah you know like i just i was there for that for like I'll go a good two and a half to three years and then I kind of like figure out like then I quit I was like you know I felt I felt like I was you know everyone I talked to a lot of people like in this type of field like everyone always feels undervalued everyone always feel like they could do better right um but then sometimes sometimes grass is not greener and sometimes it is so you always have to take your risk so but people who they come from like an agency route uh basically um you know they have a really they have to pay their dues through like really hard hardcore grinding i know some people there do like 50 to 100 calls like a week on the phone and then um and then in corporate and these people they want to go to a corporate environment because it's not as rough and then they and you get paid a little bit more because these tech companies pay a shitload of money to a lot of these uh, folks in general uh whether whatever level you are like it's easily almost like 90 to 100k if you easily come from agency to a corporate company and they're like and then you get kind of like and then you get paid commission agency but it depends on how the agency treats you so a lot of these people they want to get into that, that environment and i was lucky enough to get into that environment i wasn't even paid that much but i was lucky enough that i, ha I could build the foundation from there then that's kind of what what kind of happened to me now so yeah <laughs> that's kind of my background there that's awesome pat and how'd you actually how'd you get into yeah, and how'd you get that job? Funny, funny story. Uh, so yeah, like I said, um, you know, I was let go from a job. I I can't. I'm not going to mention it. <laughs> uh, not to mention company, but um, but I was let go, and then I was I was pretty I was lost again, honestly. Um, so then I did Lyft for a while. I like I did I tried to do random shit on Amazon <laughs> as well. You know, lucky I had friends. You know, we had friends to teach us and show us a little bit. But then I but then you know at the same time I just you know, it may reflect a lot thinking like, man, I actually had it pretty good, even though I wasn't being treated as valued as, as I thought. Like, man, it was pretty good. You know, like it was, you know, I could have, you know, I had good connections there. You know, they all liked me, you know, and then I was thinking about going back to my old company, too. I was like, you know, but there's a point where I was like, oh, just so you know, I did quit because I was on contract for a good three years. So I was like, I kind of want to get converted. And, you know, because, you know, you get the employee benefits and and uh, if you guys look at stock right now i was like shit i wish i would have got it but i didn't get it um <laughs> and then um so then i was like so then i quit i quit so i went to another company because i felt that they might have valued me more than the previous one so then um yeah i was kind of like lost in limbo kind of just figure out figuring out what to do oh and i got a house too so i had to figure out how to you know how to pay for the mortgages and stuff like that too so i was like really nervous and then um was it this one the one that you're currently in in shipyard yes right here right here cool, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah i had it in 2017 and then uh yeah and then i then um you know had a luckily i have um, my wife annie who uh you know helped help help kind of cover a few things when i was trying to figure things out so you know i had a good a good support but then you know mentally i was just like shit you know i was like trying to figure it out you know i was doing random stuff like lyft amazon 
whatever I needed to do. Teaching martial art classes here and there too. So I just figured out a lot of shit. Um, but then, you know, I just randomly just started applying to jobs, trying to get my, I think it took me like a good five to 10 interviews to kind of brush up again. Cause you know, you, once you, you, you just forget, it's, a, it's another skill set you have to learn too. Uh, if you do look for work in general, which all the kids out there should, should, should know how to do, um, and grownups. Um, so, so basically, um, yeah, so basically I was just trying to like, you know, um, uh, figure out what the hell to do so then i stumble upon a random ad it basically says like growth like 30 percent year over year growth and then 250 employees you know and random random i didn't know it because like it was from another agency and this agency they help hire uh recruiters for for companies so basically you know the, uh, now these days they call r4r it's called recruiting for recruiters so but then uh the this a specific agency was working for I didn't even know what the hell it was. So I I just took the call and then they just the guy liked me and the guy just and then the guy introduced me to the one of the former directors of recruiting. And then I just went in for an interview and then um yeah, they just hired me. They just hired me and then um and then uh, I was looking and then I don't mind sharing salary or anything, but then you know, I was getting paid like a good thirty, thirty five dollars um back every um they pay me and they put me on contract first to full time so they pay me a good 45 dollars on like when i got in like you know this is great you know shit um so yeah then that's how i kind of got into it and um yeah and it's been it's been a tough but good really good four years so yeah that's kind of what happened that's awesome pat so because i met you in september of september 2018 18 yeah so that must have been a year in I think one or two years, maybe. I forgot. Yeah, and then I remember you're yeah. sort of like I remember you're doing like recruiting on the side, or you're helping something like Vince's yeah, yeah, friend. Yeah, yeah. You did some, some, you had some side gigs. I did some side stuff um, here and there, but yeah, but then you know I figured I didn't want to do it anymore because it's just you know you're doing recruiting every day already, and then the side thing you do recruiting is like too much recruiting. <laughs> so then also you know I was kind of worried about conflicts of interest. So I was like you know I gotta you gotta. I gotta brush that off a little, but um, yeah, that's kind of what happened there. <laughs> Within, you've like climbed the ladder like pretty fast. I remember like every yeah. six months would link up with you, and you'd be like, "Yeah, hey guys, I got a pay rise." <laughs> oh shit! All right, and it was like every yeah, six yeah, months. Yeah, yeah. So in general, they do a good two, six, six months, two times reviews a year. Um, but I would say, I would say because we went IPO, we're not, we're not as generous anymore. Uh, when it comes to stuff, because you know, once you know you're a private, you 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 could be a little bit more looser. Well, not loose, but that you're not as scrutinized with like you know uh, financial shit. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens because um, uh, we became public this year, so I don't know. <laughs> I'll wait, I'll let you guys know in October. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> kind of what there. So I know, like Vince told me that IPO. Um, yeah. I know, like you hit it big. What happened? Tell me what, 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 how many shares you had. Um, I think, shoot, now I got like, it's like a little bit more thousand. Whoa, and how much is that worth now? Um, so times it by its current price, I think it's like 80, 87.88. 80, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. Well, how much does that add up to? My man is yoked. He is yoked. <laughs> Pat, so I remember, I clearly remember you were asking Vince for advice. Oh, that's a big number. That is a big number. <laughs> I respect, no respect, because like you went from working $11 an hour. Yeah. And like you're mentioning, you know, grass isn't always greener on the other side, but it worked. This is a big number, Andy, right? Uh, I, got, I, got, I got lucky. I got lucky. That's for You sure. got lucky, but at the same time, you worked hard for it. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. There's, there comes luck and yeah, he's done the calculation. <laughs> what? Oh shit, I'm so happy for you. Dude, when Vince told me you hit it big, I was not expecting this big. I did, so they gave me that much, but I did, we did, um, we did, they did, we did, I did this, I did sell a few and buybacks. So technically right now, um, I'm about like, if I were to, I have, I think I have about like thousand that I have vested so far. I still gotta wait for some more to vest, as well. Um, but yeah, but um, luckily, just for some you know knowledge for you guys, um, 
luckily I exercised before the IPO. And there's a lot of like shit that I I discovered <laughs> when it hits IPO because, you know, like there's things like where you have to pay taxes on the gains, on the gains that you didn't even sell the stocks for. So, you know, you, you, didn't, you didn't make, it says you make money on paper, but you didn't make the money because you never sold. So there's a lot of shit that I had to figure out. But luckily I got it before when IPO. I exercised before when IPO, but yeah, I'm not a financial guy, but I've, I've, <laughs> I learned a lot. I learned a lot of shit. Like when I IPO, I was like, <laughs> like thank God I just exercised everything because I know a lot of people who had like over, I don't know, sixty thousand shares. They didn't exercise anything, and they had to. And that, now they gotta wait. And that, that, How does exercise? Wait. What does exercise, exercise mean? So basically, um, the ex- the meaning of exercise is basically so you get stocks that invest. So basically, there's stocks that they you they basically you could. So it's not so it is yours, but is only but you can only do something once you exercise it, and once you exercise it, it's so basically exercising is like I guess you really kind of own it. It's it's kind of weird way of saying like in a non financial way for me for my understanding uh, is like you kind of own it, but then but then you could sell it too. But investing, you're just kind of gathering. You're just gathering. Yeah, 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 yeah. And exercising, you could, you could. That's when you, you, and then uh, I have, and then you're, and then this, and then this is options. So you actually have to buy options. So um, it, once it becomes public, you have RSCs, which you just acquire without having to really buy it. Um, but then um, there's a lot of taxes involved after you exercise. Yeah, and then because it depends on the share price as well. <laughs> yeah, because now Roma is so high, and then your share price was like fifty three cents. So you subtract the current price minus the price you got it i got it and they said that's your gain and then times by how many shares it is is like oh you made a, over like 80 to 100,000 you still have to pay you got to pay taxes on it because and you, you didn't you didn't sell it either you just you still got to pay for those taxes so a lot of folks got <laughs> damn <laughs> yeah yeah so basically um yeah, but I got lucky though because uh, I acted much earlier um, because I signed, I kind of saw some potential opportunities that I wanted to wanted to get into, but um, I just really got lucky. I didn't know anything about any of this stuff. It just randomly happened, like always. So yeah. Holy yeah. shit, Pat! So what's life like now? Did anything change? How do you feel? I yeah, like this is like crazy. Congratulations! I'm yeah, so happy yeah, for you. Yeah. I'm like cheering. I'm just like, damn, this is so yeah, cool. When it first hit me. I I thought about for me, it was like more concerned about the taxes, honestly. <laughs> like like shit. Like um like shit. Like how should I do this, right? Like like and then also same time like. You know, you you do have this much money as well. Um, you know, I can't. I'm not gonna say how much how much I exercise already or how much I could cash out today. Um, but then, um, but then, you know, I just think about like, okay, how long do I want to stay at this company? How long? How should I? What should I do for the rest of my life? Like, should I wait for this thing to go up and to the moon it, or should I <laughs> diversify it? Right. So you know, just so many. It's scary, right? It's like shit. I don't want to fuck up. <laughs> so that's that's my thoughts. You know, other people's thoughts. Maybe they just want to cash. They just want to like enjoy life a bit more or whatever. So yeah, that's kind of my my thoughts. I just want to. Uh, and then you know, Andy, we all talk about financial freedom, right? So um, I'm trying to figure out what to do with my money so I don't have to, you know, if I if I don't have to work. <laughs> Make it work for you. Or my thoughts. Yeah. So like I don't want to put it all put, in, so, put it all in Shiba Coin. Shipcoin, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dogecoin, Shimacoin, uh, whatever it is. So yeah, it's like you know, you kind of think about it. These kind of things. So um, yeah, that's just a you know. And then the, the thing is, is like you know, luckily you know, I have friends like you, Andy, and uh, Vince as well. You know, like because you guys kind of, you guys are making good money already. You know, it's like you, you guys kind of, you kind, of, you kind of already kind of there. Like you guys, my, mentally, like I have this much money, I know what to do with it. But then for someone like me or someone who's like, I'm not at your level yet, I'm not at your level. I'm not at your level. I'm out. (laughs) But for yourself, you know, you could control it for yourself because not a lot of, you know how to create it for yourself. But, you know, like for me, I kind of just hit the lotto, right? So, like, what do people do when they hit the lotto, right? Like, some people spend it on, like, like nice shit. How do you get such good self awareness? How did you like have like uh, such good self-awareness not much ego like a lot of people in your situation would yeah. be like 
I'm the shit. But you're yeah. like pretty chill. Yeah, I think because I have a martial arts background, one thing, and I'm, and I'm a very disciplined martial arts artist, not like a guy who just wants to be, wants to be good just to look good. Like, I just want to be good because I like it. Like, I'm then, I'm very, dis it, it helps me with my discipline in life, right? That's one thing, you know, I just, I, I do it because I want to get into things. So it kind of mentally wants, makes me want to get deep into other things too. So it gives me a lot of discipline that way. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of folks too, they just, you know, they would just want to, they do it just to make themselves look good. Right. Like, but then for me, it's like, I just want, you know, happiness and just, and I just want to be, you know, I just want to, I just, I, and I just want to do whatever the hell I want. Um, but yeah, like, um, yeah, that's kind of the self-aware, I think because of the martial arts background and also because, you know, I think my family too, you know, Asian, like, well, not just because they're Asian, it's just because my parents were really good. They're pretty good with money. I'm not going to lie. Like they, they put me through college. They, they, uh, I mean, they never really taught me anything financially, like law wise or anything, but I kind of like, I kind of like, you know, I kind of pick things up from them too. Yeah, it's um, one of those things where they don't, they yeah. might not teach you directly, but like you observe or like you yeah, notice exactly. these things as you grow older and then you kind of yeah. just realize and appreciate, hang on, yeah, they've done this, this sort of way. And then you kind of just drills into you. Yeah, it's like one of those weird intangible things, like things like that. You know, um, you know, maybe your your maybe your, your sibling might not pick it up, but I did. Um, my, my sibling maybe didn't pick it as much, but he's super frugal too. But um, he he, he uh, but yeah, he's he's a little different too than me. Um, but yeah, no, and then I, you know, I I, I think because like I think because like I, I don't know, I have a good energy reading too uh, as well. So like I, I like, and I think you guys know like whoever you guys hang out with is you kind of are right so uh there's that too <laughs> so um you know i don't drink i don't i kind of smoke not really um, yeah. <laughs> but then uh <laughs> but then um yeah i mean i think just the, the circle i have right and then uh, the people i i surround myself with and and um you know i could go really deep with so um, I think that's kind of the self-awareness as well. And uh, yeah, I think because like, I have a very obsession, maybe it's an unhealthy obsession with just training and martial arts that kind of just made me like, filter a lot of other stuff in life. So yeah, I, I guess it's just, that's just how I, beca how I became, became that. <laughs> that's, that's awesome, Pat. I remember. Well, actually, I was unfortunate. Like, I wasn't able to watch any of your, your pro fights or your, like, was, was it pro or amateur? Was it amateur fights? I was amateur. I never went pro. <laughs> they were pretty, like, like legit fights. Like, ring and, like, like, legit. Like, I was watching the video, the one that you posted. Oh, yeah. um, and, like, those look insane. How, how many of those amateur fights have you done? Not many, not many. Actually, I wanted I wanted to do more because I, I got into the more the fighting stuff uh, a lot later, like around like twenty four, twenty five. By doing martial arts when I was younger, but you know it's kind of more performance and like just form stuff versus like actual like pounding stuff. Um, so basically, it's yeah. So basically, I didn't do much honestly because like honestly, because one thing is, you know, doing these things first off is a lot of time. And then secondly, you know, you really, you know, you got work and then you got to train is like, it's a bit, it's a bit much <laughs> and you got to diet. <laughs> so that's another thing. So, um, yeah, it was tough. It's tough. And also because, um, you know, it's, the, 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 these organizations aren't very reliable either. You got people dropping out, can't make weight, you know, you show, show it ready. Then you figure out, oh, opponent, opponent pulled out. I'm like, oh shit. Then you got a new opponent, right? Um, and then, um, so then I had that happen to me like once or twice. I think every time the, the, the two times I fought, um, I always had different opponents. It was never wow. the same guy. Yeah. 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 And either I had to go up in weight sometimes, or maybe I had to like, you know, cut down a little bit. So it was just not a very sustainable thing <laughs> as much as I wanted to do it. You know, it's just, it just, it just didn't make sense. Um, but just for fun, honestly. But if I, if I, if I had, um, if I, if I had the money, money or whatever or just not even money it's not even about money now but if i just had the freedom to do anything i just you know just try it out like, try maybe try a little bit more and hopefully i don't get hurt but you know just try it out more <laughs> do a little bit more yeah 100 yeah, you got the training <laughs> mma bro and get a call onto down and white let's, let's do it we'll get you on the ring <laughs> get some, get some, i don't know like i've heard all this jake paul talk where ufc fighters don't get paid as much or what is it yeah. like mma fighters don't get paid as much as like compared to boxing or yeah maybe maybe not maybe not but <laughs> it's always there it's always there obviously if you'd like to you know what i mean 
Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind buying Jake Paul shoot. <laughs> I wouldn't mind. I, I'm like much tired than him, but <laughs> get a bag, secure a massive bag. Yeah, yeah. Celebrity fighting has been a is a pretty big thing these days too. So yeah, you there's actually a pretty there's actually and then you got all these retired fighters like getting into boxing now like what's going on <laughs> yeah. dude they should do like a silicon valley like boxing thing a bunch of like engineers okay. developers recruiters from the tech world just boxing each other oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they probably they probably see who could code faster or something i don't know talk about whatever it is <laughs> <laughs> what's your thoughts is is going into the vr world is there like any um... nfts are you guys recruiting a bunch of like VR people, what's the future uh, look like, you reckon? Uh, yeah, so what I always would tell my candidates, and what it and it and you know, not because I only tell them, not only tell them because I was what I tell them, but it's actually true. Um, they're getting to voice chat, one thing kind of like uh, we acquired a company kind of similar to like this to this things called um, and then they're getting to like avatar facial expression stuff, so. Because like we're doing like avatar chat stuff, so you know like those, you know like on your iPhone you had those like random yeah. like lion, you could like do those facial things. We acquired a company that kind of does that. Um, so basically, and also also virtual concerts too is another thing too. So they're getting into the music industry and they're getting into like other forms yeah, of. Um, I, I saw that. Um, yeah, yeah, they yeah. Got, they got KSI on a um, KSI. virtual concert. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's like a record. I think it's like a. I think it's like a record release. But now they have like Twenty One Pilots, actually. So it's like this one's like an actual avatar of the, of them, going to be in the concert because uh, in October we had like Little Nas. And then they, they like did a virtual like little Nas. You could you, you could YouTube it later, it, like a virtual little Nas like singing, <laughs> kind of just like, kind of like that. And then yeah, Fortnite has their own thing too, doing it too. Um, but yeah, I kind of get into that space. So VR, uh, a little bit. Uh, we're not there yet. I don't think so because VR is such a niche thing still. Um, so a lot of engines we're doing. It's the funny thing you have to learn about too is like it's because it's more of a platform. So we don't. So like, is not creating the games. So they're, they're they're getting all these engineers. Like we got people on doing like kind of more the gaming side of the world to you know do some of the gaming features and stuff like that. But it's not like the actual gaming of. You know, does create its own experience within the platform. We're not really creating the, the games itself because the more the popular stuff is because of you. But now with the uh, aging up thing we're getting into, we're getting a bit more um, virtual environments and things like that. But then uh, other than that, um, you know, we got things like a typical Silicon Valley companies do. We got people working on like, you know, the cloud, like kind of like AWS stuff, you know, stuff like that. We're building our own data structures and things like that. Um, yeah, we got a lot of things on like the payment side of the world. Just like a whole ecosystem and things like that. So yeah, a lot of a lot of interesting shit going on. Um, it's, always, it's always exciting, but a lot of always a lot of growing pains too. So so much going on on around <laughs> at the moment. It's like it's quite interesting space to be in because you're talking about virtual concerts, and you're talking about you know a company acquiring a company like Discord with the um, VR chats, etc. It's it's got a lot of potential because every time I see, I always think it's just like that um that like kids game or something, but it's actually. Yeah. Like, that was from when I like when I was working ages ago in um I worked in a department store. We used to sell, I think, add-ons for the for the games or something. I don't I don't really know exactly, oh, like but the coupon codes or whatever. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, those. Okay. And yeah, then yeah. and then now it's like shifted so much, and it's just like it's very interesting space. I think it may, it's it makes it better for you as well because the work gets a little bit more interesting in the sense that it you does. know the, yeah. the, the the requirements etc. But yeah, wow, that's that's awesome. I didn't even know any of that. That's that's insane. Yeah. Also, yeah, we're also growing in. We have an office in China right now too, and then they're getting to like Korean markets, Japanese, um, European. Uh, phew, yeah, a lot of a lot of shit going on. Yeah, that's even, that, that's, even more than, that's even. I think there's. Yeah, there's a that's lot. a big money. <laughs> that's a big money markets. The Southeast, South Asia ones, Japan, Korea. That's that's the money markets because oh, Korea, yeah. especially South Korea, like they they're in on it. Like you know what I mean? They're in on it. So. Uh, the the future's bright. The future's <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, it's pretty. It's it's been a pretty exciting time for sure. Um, definitely, 
Yeah, I'm def- I'm definitely not bored. Never bored. I can tell you that. <laughs> I reckon like Pat's like perfect for the flip side. So basically, how we came up with the flip side is I'm sort of like into business, and Christian's sort of into like the nine to five sort of work life and corporate world. And that's sort of how I yeah. felt when I was like in America. Pat was like would catch up with Pat and Pat was this like chill dude who would watch anime he would play games he, he would yeah. love going to Thailand he would just like watch a bunch <laughs> of Netflix shows and it was like damn like I, I enjoyed doing all those things and he sort of you were just like a normal person in like <laughs> San Francisco because everyone was like all these tech dudes are into like rock climbing development um, into yeah. like freaking Wim Hof breathing strategies and like yeah. intimate fasting freaking Soon, yeah. like they they'll eat weird foods and you're just like a normal dude. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I just I just like to chill. <laughs> yeah. If you if you uh, if you like to chill, we'd we'd get along. I like to chill. As well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I feel like I'm a I feel like I'm kind of an oddball in the in the industry too. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I I just let my results show for what it is. Um. You know, trying not to get into any political mess, but yeah. So, so um, you you you, yeah. you mentioned you mentioned that you felt like an oddball, like you were working. I'm assuming not alongside, but like you you said that you dabbled in around what Vince was doing. I'm assuming in terms yeah. of human, etc. Yeah. Surely that would have been just a bit like was it overwhelming? Was it like a lot? Because I can just from gathering from 45 minutes of knowing you right now, like I, I can sort of gather that, you know, you're like, like you mentioned, it's, it would have been different. So like, was that, what was the reason for you? Like, you know, being like, ah, oh, yeah, maybe it's not for me. Did you, did you hit a point where you realized like, yeah, nah, maybe not. Or, and I want to add, yeah. like Christian is like, he's sort of like in that place where he's sort of hanging out with like spending time with me and we have other friends that are in business and Christian's like, Oh, maybe I, I want to try do something on the side. I want to try something. So he was in a similar situation to you like five years ago where you're trying many different things. So like, I think, yeah. So I guess I, uh, I think I'm understanding the question is like, how, how come I'm not doing I kind of just doing something like what Vince is doing or just, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I figured out, you know, I think, I think Andy, as you and I both know, once you meet Vince, you always think you're gonna be entrepreneur, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he he kind of guessed that. But then you know, I think as even he grew up and I grew up, I realized he even he, he like Vince will always tell me, or he's like uh, he's like don't lie to yourself, right? If you know, just don't do it because I could do it. If you like, you have to kind of really like it. <laughs> you know, you have to. Um, you know, you have to think about it. You gotta, you know, always gotta think about this shit. Always gotta solve these problems, right? That every day you could do. And for me, I'm not like that. <laughs> Honestly, man. Like, um, I just, I just want to just, you know, I, you know, I, I can't. I'm not a, Vin, I'm not Vince. You know, like that's how I learned that, right? I'm, I'm just me. I gotta be me. I, I, I can't lie to myself. So, you know, I'm. And I, I think about it, like I don't really have, you know, and then I don't really have that um drive to do things like he could do right so you know i kind of figure out like i gotta get good at what oh that's when i kind of learned like yeah i don't want to go to that kind of risk so some of those risk-taking stuff sometimes um so and then um honestly i just got to figure out myself that's what it was so you know as as much as i would as much as i wanted to you know hang out with vince like maybe you or Vinny did back then as much but i gotta figure out i had to figure out my for myself like how what i could do to and I had to invest in myself, whether it be, you know, learning a, a job, learning from a skill set in a job, because, you know, even though people think entrepreneurship is cool and all that, you know, it's, it's a lot of shit you got to figure out. You know, you got, there's a lot of things you got to drop, you got to motivate yourself. You got to do all that stuff. And even, even, and people kind of look at a nine to five life too. I don't think it's that bad because you, you do get paid. Somebody just tells you what to do. Right. Um, and then, you know, and then the security in it at times <laughs> um but then and you do and but then also you get what you get out of it you learn out people skills one thing is people skills you learn how to work with different sort of people because and then you learn how to how and then if you fail at, at your job it's not like you're gonna get fired right away <laughs> you're gonna you know they do talk to you about stuff like that and you know it's not like and then you could and then you learn and then you learn how to accept failure that way too so in a way even though a nine to five is not is not as uh, people do look down on that time, but I don't. I see it more of a experience to like grow and learn from, you know. Then you then you pick up those skills to maybe get something for yourself too. Maybe it's not your time to to do entrepreneurship. You're not that self driven yet, 
But then, um, but then you know, to, to the people who are are like that, like you, Andy, and Vince, like you know, you kudos, like shit, you guys can figure it out without having to be in this kind of environment that other people have to be in. So, um, you know, I just feel like I just needed to grow up in that way. To I need to work with different folks. I need to, you know, learn learn because sometimes you just don't know. You, you just don't. You really just don't know these things. You just don't. You know, you kind of you kind of have to figure out. So that's that's why I went to that. You know, I felt like because I'm not as um, I guess I can't. You know, I, you always feel like there's something better, right? You always feel like there's some some other person who could teach you what you need. So and then you kind of realize like when when I was in that environment, I realized like I'm uh, just like not to brag, but I am one of the top performers at the company right now. I I produce everybody, anybody there, like, and I can sh- and I can prove it to you guys immediately so and then i think and then you know when you have all these like high level people coming in too um or who who may be around the level around your level maybe even a lot higher you just realize there's not that much they done compared to you uh, even though you 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 accomplish yourself there's not that much you can do they maybe just got their position a little higher maybe they you know um clean the right shoes i don't know <laughs> um but maybe maybe they but they, they probably did think a little bit differently too you know they, they they know how to like work the system a little bit more more than i would so they do get promoted to, to handle people more so there's just a lot of things you learn at, at a these type of environments but at the same time you know um you know maybe and now you know since i got lucky <laughs> i do want to just invest my money elsewhere to you know um you know figure it out too so yeah that's that's my answer there don't don't lie you want you want to you want to invest that money to shave a coin bitcoin all of it is going straight to the moon <laughs> all, no, but on, all, the, all the coins all the coins all the coins but on a real on a real like i think for, touching on what andy said it takes a takes a great level of self-awareness to like you know being and around all these people especially i'm assuming what the bay area sf is it SF? yeah, yeah. In in that area around all, all all these people is like a little bit of pressure as well because everyone's looking at you in terms of you know are you going to take that leap i guess and to like you know fully delve into it and it takes a great amount of self-awareness to just be like okay look maybe it's not for me maybe you know i'll take a step back yeah. to go into something else and just figure it all out yeah. because like you said like i talked to andy and like you know it is maybe something i'd like to do but at the same time you're right there's some things that you learn from a nine to five that you yeah. can't really get it anywhere else but at the same time not everyone can do it you know what i mean like exactly. if andy were like if just for instance if andy if you were to stop what you're doing and go to a nine to five and I'm not saying this because I would struggle. I did. Yeah, I would struggle. probably have to struggle. I have to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, you you'd struggle at the start. Anyone would. If if I were to go into entrepreneurship, anyone should. It's about adapting and you know taking the time to get into it. But you're right. Like when when you work in a nine to five, and especially in an organization, there's projects that you can work on. There's different people. Like you meet different people. I'm sure you're gonna you yeah. meet characters. You meet you meet characters, oh, sure. right? Yeah. And you know, meeting all these people, um, taking small, you know, pages out of their books and, you know, just learning, understanding, gathering people skills. It's it's one of those things that, yeah, look, um, you know, it is a nine to five at the end of the day, I work for someone else and, you know, it's it's not my organization that I'm growing. But at the same time, it has its benefits. It's something that it might not be suited to other people. And I think yeah. at the end of the day, that's what makes this quite unique, the flip side, you know what I mean? That's, yeah. that's what I rated it. Yeah. But, yeah, like I, I, I like it. I rate it because you stay true to yourself. You, you, you didn't want to you know, jump head first, but at the same time, do you ever like think about, oh, what if, what could have been if you did you know, <laughs> dive in head first? And I don't know. I probably wouldn't have made up to be honest with you guys. I probably wouldn't. <laughs> you probably wouldn't. You wouldn't. You wouldn't have those. So you wouldn't have the. I would have wasted a lot of time. Like, I'm not gonna lie. I'm probably. I'd probably be a very, um, I probably would be a very uh, hateful, not hateful, but like a regretful 30-year-old right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd be amazing. Like, I don't think I would have made it, honestly. I, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, but now, I think maybe now, maybe now I could, but not, 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 uh, not, not, not in my, I think in, from my 20s to 30s, that's when I kind of just needed to grow a bit. <laughs> yeah. On the other hand, Pat, like I, oh, I, one, I didn't know you did the Amazon stuff, so that's super cool. Because I know the story how you met Vince by offering to just help him pack Halo belts for free. And yeah, then every yeah. time Vince would launch a Kickstarter, you'd come over, you'd help pack stuff. You'd sometimes be over at the, yeah. at the house to help renovate a few things together with us. 
Um, and then you tried the sort of the, the gym thingy where we did the um, you did like a small gym outside um, shipyard. Do you remember that? Where like you would set up, you would like do coaching, gym coaching, or boxing training outside shipyard. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was that. And you came over, we helped make the like the logos and stuff, the social media. But then now you're sort of working with Vince on like um, on, on the cars. And that's something you're sort of yeah, doing yeah, yeah. on the side over like a long period of time. All those other things were sort of little things that sort of just faded away. But now you're sort of doing, you have like a mini side hustle that's been consistent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, just like, you know, I think, I think, I think it was just a good time. <laughs> and then, um, you know, I've, you know, and, and also I look at a lot of track record too. You know, I'm not going to. I'm not gonna put my money in somebody like random <laughs> as well. You know, like we, we we built we we built a friendship over I don't know, man, shit, like seven years, honestly. And then, um, yeah, you know, I've seen I seen him grow, he's seen me grow, and you know, randomly, you know, I guess the time was right. <laughs> That's kind of what happened there. So yeah, well, <laughs> That's <happened>. awesome. <laughs> um. No, not so many last questions. I asked I asked a few and I apologize if it came off as very interviewee. I'm just happy that we, we had a great guest on, you know. It's been a great chat, I'm not gonna lie, and it's been great to learn from you as well because I'm so I'm just getting started into my career. So yeah, mm-hmm. like, you know, different things, you know, everything's coming at me head first and it's like the same as you in the sense that you know when you like, you know, the grass isn't always green on the other side and, you know, you yeah. maybe left a job or I'm kinda just like, ah, you know. Christian, what, we'll see what we'll see. I'm I'm in banking sure. and finance. I'm in banking and finance. Okay. Yeah. So I have a job lined up next I have a job lined up next year in a, in an Australian bank. Ideally, okay. you know, maybe moving into a, a European bank or an American bank, but uh, I already know what's gonna happen if I go into there, you know, all the hours, the workload <laughs> exponentially. But um yeah, no, it's been extremely insightful and like honestly thank you so much for taking your time out of your what is it, Sunday morning? Sunday morning? Uh, no, it's Saturday Saturday night. Saturday night. I'm eleven thirty PM now. Thank you. So appreciative. Yeah, so appreciative. Thank you so much for, you know, taking the time out of your day and yeah episode 52 as well made it to a year so thank you so much thank you so much appreciate it i'll let you close up here any last piece of advice for young people nuggets of wisdom 20 to 30 they're just still trying to figure things out i'll just say um just take some risk Just take risk, honestly. Um, you guys are young enough to take risk. Uh, they're young, not you guys, but they're young enough to take risk. Um, and you know, just don't, just, just do it. You know, if you're, if it calls it, just do it. Try it, fail, go on to the next. Like that's all it is. And don't, tr- don't try to shortcut. There it is. Yeah, don't try to shortcut. There's nothing easy in life. That's all I can tell them. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you so much, Pat. I really appreciate you coming on. Always loved your energy. Loved those one-on-one conversations we would rarely have them but like i still remember those car conversations where you would drive me around whether it's to the, <laughs> the, the, the gym to the martial art place um and then i miss you man and i really appreciate you taking the time to come on and this was a blast i had fun thanks so much pat yeah yeah it was good thanks guys appreciate it appreciate your time that's episode 52 yeah. peace right, thank you later there you guys <laughs>